This program is made possible by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uligar Church of Christ in Uligar, Oklahoma. Thank you for listening, and welcome to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Ong. Hello, ladies. You're listening to Diligent Teacher. I'm your host, Lisa Earle. Jesus leaving the ninety-nine to find one seems illogical, irrational, and senseless, until that one is you. That is a quote that showed up in my Facebook feed a while back, and it has been on the back of my mind since. The parable of the lost sheep is one of the better-known parables of Jesus, and it is no wonder, since it is easy to see ourselves in a similar situation. It's easy to imagine being lost and away from your family and friends because all of us have probably been there at some point. Furthermore, this parable shows us the hope that we have when we are looking for rescue from being lost. This particular parable is recorded for us twice, one in the book of Matthew and one in the book of Luke. Turn with me now to Luke 15, and we will read verses 1 to 7. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Sheep are quite interesting animals. They are very limited in their defenses, so they will band together in large groups for protection. There is safety in numbers. They are a meek animal and will run if they are frightened. The flocking instinct is so strong that all of them will move if one does, even if it isn't a good idea. In 2006, in Turkey, 400 sheep died because one tried to cross a 15-meter ravine and the flock followed. The dominant members of the flock will lead the submissive members of the flock. Sheep are also very social animals. They need to see each other. Removing a sheep from the flock will cause them to become highly agitated. Do you see any reason that Jesus would compare us to sheep, or why he would tell a parable about a lost sheep? Humans tend to follow a leader also. Even when a leader is leading them down the wrong path, humans are apt to follow. This is why sin is in the world. Eve took of the fruit and Adam followed. Cain killed Abel, decided he didn't want anything to do with God, and all of his descendants followed. The world was so sinful that God sent a flood, and only eight souls survived because they did not follow. Everyone else followed the wrong leader. In many ways, we are just like those sheep. We want to see what everyone else is doing before we make a decision. We want to be social, and we can become anxious when alone. Now let's go back to thinking about the parable. Jesus told this parable as an answer to the scribes and Pharisees. They were looking for a way to condemn him, and so they accused him of receiving sinners and eating with them. Basically, they said he was defiling himself with the company he was keeping. But then, Jesus told them about the lost sheep. Which one of you would not go after your sheep if it was lost? he asked. 
You see, the lost sheep is the center of the world. And why did Jesus come to earth? To seek and save the lost. He didn't need to save those who, were al- who already had salvation. He needed to save those who didn't have salvation, and those people were the sinners. With the parable, Jesus not only answered the scribes and Pharisees, but he also gave hope to those who were listening. If they were lost, they could be found. Jesus came to search for them. He came to save them. Without Jesus, the shepherd of the world, there is no hope for us. Salvation only comes through him. But what about the 99 that were left? Yes, Jesus came to save them too. But there is strength in numbers. My mom recently did a visual at a ladies' day about strength in numbers. She showed us one popsicle stick and then broke it. It broke easily because there was only one. Then she added a second popsicle stick. Again, they broke easily because they were only two. But when she grabbed a whole handful of popsicle sticks, guess what? She couldn't break them. There is strength in numbers. The 99 were safe because they were together. When we think about our own lives, who are we? Are we part of the 99 or are we the one? The beauty of this question is that there is hope for us either way. The 99 are safe because they are already in the flock. The one can become safe if they will become part of the flock. Salvation is offered to all. We merely have to give ourselves to Christ through faith and obedience and become part of his flock. If you are ready to become a Christian today, please send us a message through Facebook at BibleWay Media or BibleWay Media Ladies. We want to help to get you to give your life to Christ and become one of his flock. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And always remember, ladies, to teach them diligently. Our mission is to seek and save the lost, and we need to be about our Father's business. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about BibleWay Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you for listening.